This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. All this time, Porter, everything you've done, everything you've said, I've heard all about. So you've made some remarks in the past about when is Papa Fritz going to be here. Papa Fritz is here. episode 36 where we'll be looking at wccw episode 47 december november 11 november 13th 1982 man i'm throwing a bunch of numbers out there i am joined by johnny and i'm joined by kelly johnny how you doing man i'm doing great kelly what's up brother i'm doing great too man that's awesome man two great guys um oh well right back at you big boy <laughs> They open up and they uh, and they're talking about the bounty put on Carrie and then stuff and mm. Fritz has proof and uh, they kind of make this into a who done it uh, angle which I uh, does that even make any sense on a bounty does, does anyone ever hide the fact they put a bounty on on the, on the challenger No, we talked about it. We talked about it. it's like Harley race to take the goddamn money and everything, but. Uh, we'll get into weird. it. Uh, we'll, we'll get into it because I think they're trying to make the baby that, faces look smart somehow, and and it yeah. really doesn't. But hey, uh, no, but they're they're trying to do. You will see. They're trying to do this version of structured storytelling and pulling things together. That it's fascinating. Yeah, they're trying to do episodic TV because this angle yes. ends in a way, and then they will talk about it and they set it up again to uh-huh. talk about it the following week. It's not Bill Watts' uh, episodic story. Too. Not no, exactly. It's, so, uh, <laughs> it's 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 like reruns most of the time, but not yeah. New material. <laughs> and we can we'll even talk about both the because we recorded as near the breaking break in the third wall. We uh, usually tape two shows in a night, and uh, we can uh, we can actually. I mean, you can just see how the second episode here was all just stretched out. You just had long matches. <laughs> to, uh, to fill time, uh, and then they built it with, a, and they bumpered it around the uh, the Bundy interview. It was just weird. Um, speaking of long matches, they opened up with Terry Bam Bam Gordy, Michael Hayes, the fabulous Freebirds, versus Captain Frank Dusick and Killer Tim Brooks, who uh, uh, Jay Saldi just said has come back out of retirement. I believe. Yes, for, um, the, fourth, for the fourth time, he said. <laughs> Good God, because uh, we have a lot more years of Killer Brooks in this territory. Uh, what, uh, what did you make of this one, Kelly? Uh, yeah, it was um, it was fun to see Tim back in the territory because uh, he was in there right when we started watching it at the beginning of '82. Um, I, you know, I, I joked about this, or, or <laughs> it was on a podcast years and years ago when he was when I um, I was doing a Portland show. And we joked about how he, you know, did time and served, uh, you know, 
hitch in prison. Maybe that's where he was. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, he's back randomly. Back. I think he was with Dusik, wasn't he, at the beginning of '82? Um, Probably. Because Dusik, remember, he had like an army. And, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And the story. Oh, yeah. How can we? How can we forget? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. The story of Dusik in 1982 has been, you know, slowly becoming more and more relevant. You know, month after month, he lost his stable. He got into a feud with David Manning and was on the losing side of that. Now he's basically a jobber, or he's just one rung above being a jobber. Yeah, he's, he's it's, it's it's kind of a sad. Uh, and the whole Dusik army is pretty much a rip off of Buddy Rose. And you right. think about it, and uh, Killer Brooks was part of the Rose That's army right. at one point. Yeah. I mean, well, well, wait, well, wait a minute though. Don't am I just making this up? But. Didn't he lose a loser leaves town match to David Manning? Yeah, I believe that's. Oh, Dusik? Uh, no, Brooks. Brooks. Yeah, I think he did. Because they mentioned, you know, I was like, well, the last time he was here, he had a little problem with David Manning. Yeah. And maybe, maybe that's why he goes, I got to lose to David. Even if it wasn't a loser leaves town match, I got to lose to David fucking Manning. Uh, I, I'm, I quit wrestling. I, I quit. <laughs> I quit. You know, that's why I support retirement. Did. What would exactly. Cousin do? You know, Dick Murdoch wouldn't lay down for David Manning. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he had to stay away from the territory for long enough for the fans to forget about that Ugh. horrible uh, feud. Anyway, to the match, uh, we got huge love for the Freebirds yet again. I mean, it's we all know it's coming, but it's hard to believe that in a couple months they're going to be the most hated. Heels in the territory with the response they're getting here. Uh, and speaking just... of that, they did tease that a little bit here. Yes, they, they did. Talk about their background. Yeah, yeah, there's yep. a little subtle. It's been right there right from the beginning. Little subtle hints. But man, are they over. I mean, they're uniting the races in Texas. Did yes, you see that? Saw that. <laughs> Black guy and a white guy sitting together chanting, go, go, go. I know. And, and it was like, I love those guys. It was like Ebony and Ivory. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought that the fabulous fucking Freebirds would, who well have the Confederate flag, they bring in the races together, like Kelly said. Yeah. That was, Wonderful. That was great to see. Last house, last house on the street. <laughs> <laughs> and back to Brooks. I thought he looked really good here. Uh, bumping and stooging. He's just doing scummy things all the time, biting fingers. Um, yeah, I, I like him. He's, he's he's a gritty, gritty old guy. And it was a long match back and forth, but the birds were really in control most of the way. And they used an, a, another unique double team uh, move for the finish. They've never... Yeah, right? Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, like um, Gordy was holding Dusik in a fireman's carry. And then Hayes came off the top rope and hit him with a like a almost like a double axe handle. Sledge. Yeah, it was almost like an ad if you wanted to go modern, it's like an attitude adjustment with a, a savage ha- axe handle. Yeah, down. yeah, it's cool. They, they they have I don't think they've used the same uh, double team finisher twice yet. They always have something different. So yeah, this this was uh, this was a decent match. I thought. What are you, John? What are you, what are you thinking here, man? Okay, all I was thinking was first because we already talked about we already talked about most of what I was going to talk about, um, except for how happy. I'm probably as happy as we are to see the Freebirds. How happy is Frank Dusick to be in there working with the fucking Freebirds right now? Because he's like, he's a he's a good wrestler. I'm not going to say great wrestler. He's a good wrestler. 
And so is Tim Brooks, too. I mean, who did, I never thought I'd say the words, oh, man, I was so happy to see killer Tim Brooks back in the territory. But <laughs> there, here we are. And they had a fun match you know, bumping around for the Freebirds. Like, Dusik did most of the bumping around. You can tell he enjoys that. He's good at it. You know, and he's not having to work with some of the fucking just stiffs and shitty wrestlers that he's had to work with in this territory that we've seen. He must be loving this, even if he's like, oh, whatever. Oh, finally, I, you know, I can perform my art with someone who knows how to do it. Because he couldn't wait to tag in and start working with Gordy. He tags himself and like, I'll take you on, Gordy, and proceeds to get no offense. And he's like, oh, God damn I can't wait to work with this guy. Look at him. He's huge and fast. He's great. And did the referee at the end, the referee was not paying attention, like the second referee. He wasn't paying attention. And Dusik just got tossed right into him and decided he ain't stopping for this asshole and bumped into him. And you could tell it was not part of the finish. <laughs> Get out of the way. Get out of the way. I'm having a great match finally in this territory. And then speaking of that other ref, his name is Larry Hayes. And I pretty much guarantee uh-huh. either he's going to be short for this promotion or that fucking name is going to be short for the promotion. Larry uh, Hayes. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I just know. I just remember when I was doing, uh, watching footage for the Death Valley driver. This is freaking 2011. Now. When you think about it, um, for the world class that I remember thinking, yeah, Hayes ain't going to be around much. And yeah, I think, uh, after Christmas, he's pretty much non-existent. Um, I was just, uh, I was in awe of watching Terry Gordy run the ropes. I mean, yeah. it was uh-huh. incredible. I, I, all I can, that's all I can see is this guy running the ropes like a fucking man. There's a total hoss. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed the match, don't get me wrong, but, man, I was just in awe of how, I mean, you just tell Gordy running the ropes compared to, uh, uh, to the other guys. And then he actually, you know, I mean, a spoiler in the next match, uh, the way Gordy ran the ropes, he looks like he knocked the spring out of him because <laughs> in the next match, I think that might have to do with big, big bam, bam, uh, uh running them ropes. <laughs> that could be. Let's, let's segue into it, man. We have key in the handicap match, uh, <laughs> against the Samoan and, uh, and then Sal Oliveras, is it? Yeah, yeah. Sal Oliveras, yeah. Well, Kelly, well, again, why are they fucking doing this? They, I mean, they're going to rehab the Kabuki. I will say Kabuki looked pretty damn good in the in this in this yeah. handicap. But it's like, dude, everyone knows him. It's, it's He's not a man of mystery anymore. Yeah. Well, that's my the first thing I wrote was why in all caps <laughs> with three question marks. And this is the second one we've gotten in, in like three weeks, I, right? I think it's two weeks in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Two weeks in a row. Yeah. Um, you know, I hope this is building to something. All these handicap matches, all of a sudden. Um, but yeah, oh man, this was epic with the botches with the Samoan, um, <laughs> and it did suck because he totally had the crowd behind him. They were, I think, they were even chanting "Sam, Sam," like they have mm-hmm. been. But then first he misses a headbutt terribly. <laughs> <laughs> and Saldi even points that out. Yeah, he does, because he misses it. It's clear from the camera shot he misses it. He bounces up. The other guy's selling it. Yeah. Or Kabuki's selling it. Yeah. And you just, you just hear Jay go, missed him. Missed him. <laughs> <laughs> 
and then I think he was a little flustered. So he he did, for some reason he goes to like the middle. Uh, he doesn't go into a corner to go up on the ropes. He goes into the middle of the ring. Middle, yeah. And totally botches this, falling at like ass over tea kettle. Um, and you gotta remember, <laughs> this is in nineteen. This ain't nineteen ninety six, where these no. have fucking. You know, that's not WCW when there's uh, cables in the ropes. These are fucking yeah. territory ropes where they're not they're not made for fucking diving, springboarding no. off the middle because they that, they didn't do that back then. No, is that fucking Terry Gordy's fault? That's what. <laughs> yeah. That's... <laughs> anyway, I mean, it was embarrassing for the Samoans. Saldi laughed at that one. Like, if you know, uh-huh. if, if Saldi's making fun of you, you know, that's really bad. Uh-huh. Um. I thought this, I mean, aside from, yeah, Kabuki, I guess, looking strong. I mean, I thought it was an awful match. Um, For the first time ever, I went to the negatives. I went negative one star for this one. I thought it was just the shits, drizzling shits. What do you you think of the Bundy coming out and uh, challenging Kabuki and all that stuff? Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I guess that's what it's leading to, making Kabuki look stronger for For the big clash with Bundy. Um, Bundy's wearing blue jeans again. He's slowly morphing back into Big Daddy Bundy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, no, that's the clothes he wears when he's working down on the docks. Oh, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that. But it felt like the angle got Bundy over anyway. Uh, yeah. Where they were clearly behind Bundy. Yeah, yeah, the, the angle after the match was fine, but the match itself. And that was a pretty cool standoff with the nunchucks versus the chair. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that would be, and I, I hope that's a match coming up at uh, Star Wars. I don't know if it is or not, but uh, I would like to see that for sure. I mean, I don't know if I want to see it, but uh, I mean, it sounds like they're building to something like that. Uh, Johnny, what were your overall thoughts on uh, the handicap match okay. and, the, and the angle to finish up the, uh, the segment? Uh, just to add, Sal looks like one of Travolta's pals from Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we have Bundy's out. I'm just laughing. I'm like, they're doing it again, just laughing at the last time we talked about that. And Bundy gets on the mic. He's like, give me the Chinaman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then we get an example of what we're going to see. I'm going to wonder how much of a trend this is. Where normally I'm always pointing out fucking salty, fucking salty. This, it's bizarro world happening all of a sudden because it. Mercer's suddenly getting really bad, and Saldi's suddenly not so bad anymore. You know, he's just kind of he's like screaming and yelling and shit. He's yeah. he's fine. He's definitely dialed uh, it down a bit. Yeah, and well, because because Bill gets in this one when he comes out with the nunchucks. He goes, ah, kendo sticks. <laughs> like, oh boy, yeah, he has been watching his his uh, his. Uh... It's just his uh, old school Bruce Lee movies. Yes, but the standoff. Oh, the standoff was standoff was awesome. You got to throw the fucking jacket over his head and get him out of here. Yeah, it could have been worse. He could have said, "There he is with these damn chopsticks." The chopsticks. Chopsticks. And that leads us into a Carrie Von Eric interview. And Johnny, before you describe the interview. We've now heard, we've heard the three brothers uh, talk interview enough. Clearly, in my opinion, Carrie is by far the worst of the three. Uh huh. What about you? Um. Yeah. 
At this point, definitely. Like, we saw fire to it. He's he's almost emo in a way. Uh, yeah, he, well, he is. He likes to he, he likes to write poetry and, and take flowers and flowers. She loves me. She loves me not. Yeah. What about you, Kelly? Do you feel he's the worst promo of the three brothers? Yeah, I mean Kevin's not that great either. But he's not great, but at least he can get fired up. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. Carrie is yeah way too mellow all the time and. You know, smirking and yeah, it's just it, no, he's not. Good I mean, eventually it. Kevin's gonna cut the. This feud is about. It's not about the North. It's not about right. Texas versus Georgia. It's about decency versus filth. Yeah, yeah. Coming yeah. Up soon. And that definitely <laughs> makes him way better than anything I've ever carry cut. Um, oh, yeah. Nice. Why'd you go talk about this promo, John? <laughs> so, well, getting on the whole carries back thing that we're, we're saying uh, at the beginning of the show, besides. Uh, Saying like the proof is tonight. Uh, Mercer's going on about Carrie's back tonight, and he says, <laughs> "He goes, he's back, even stronger, even larger." Like, what that seemed odd to me is that he's back from an injury and he's larger. It's like just uh, I don't know. It just sounded weird. But speaking of sounding weird, they got Jay interviewing Carrie. So I just wrote down, "Oh boy, this ought to be something." And Jay. Pretty fine. He asks him, you know, uh, who do you want back in your first match? And Carrie basically answers both of them, Flair or Kabuki. And he, Carrie basically says both of them. Doesn't answer the fucking question, really. They get to it later, but he, he kind of just says, well, of course I'd say Ric Flair because, you know, he's the world heavyweight champion. That makes the most sense. You know, but, um, you know, you know, of course, that's what I that's what I would do. I'd also want to get Kabuki. You know, I'm just like, <laughs> we're making sure. Yeah, having the worst argument. <laughs> the yeah, but there's a guy in that crowd who's Carrie's number one fan. See that guy right in the camera screaming, "Woo, Carrie number one!" And I love that guy. That crowd, that crowd doesn't give a shit about how shitty his promos are. They love him. No, no, they they they, they buy into him, and. Uh, Kelly, uh, one, any, any thoughts on the interview? And did you find the interview or the match well, worse? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't even remember the interview, so oh, I'll I, tell you I guess the match was worse. But I, I'll talk the about match the match. Match was fucking boring as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrie I'm versus, glad I'm not the only one. Carrie versus Destroyer number two. But <laughs> wasn't he Destroyer number one? I don't the know. Previous week. <laughs> And oh, no, he's no, I thought he's always been destroyed too. Well, two. Grand Marcus is number two or dose. Right, it's always it's just the twos. Is it always there. twos? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so is it is it implied that destroyer number one is the real destroyer, like Dick Byer? No, I legend? don't think so. I hope not. <laughs> well, I mean, where's destroyer number one then? I mean, it, it, I maybe think that's it, his maybe that's his brother under the hood. I think that's what they're kind of trying to imply is that okay, okay well, we know he's not the real destroyer. Oh, yeah, I think you're really trying to you're you're just like I, I have to try to make sense out of this stupid fucking thing. <laughs> You're, you're really good. I don't know about that. Destroyer number one is Fishman. <laughs> You're supposed to come to the territory. Or well, no, it's Dizzy way, Hogan under a hood. Yeah, yeah. there you go. By the way, Kelly, I just have to mention so I don't forget about it. I saw this, and if one of our listeners can find it and send it to us on the Twitter, um, there's a picture of Dr. X, the, your favorite yeah, mass yeah. wrestler, um, posing like, naked like Burt Reynolds. In <laughs> oh, our, really? 
in uh, uh, Cosmopolitan. So if someone could find that, in Cosmopolitan. <laughs> yeah, it was probably like the Japanese Cosmopolitan. Oh, because yeah. um, he was a huge star there. Um, okay, this match. Yeah, I mean, okay. So Carrie's been gone for a month, so I guess you want to give the fans, you know, a bit more Carrie, uh, you know, than just a, a quick squash. But have him go more than five minutes with the jobber, with, like uh, Destroyer Two, just was totally unnecessary. Zip, but when you're building him up for the big title match, he's yeah. pretty clear. Yeah. Or, or, or a battle with Kabuki, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or you don't know. No, it was exactly. It was, I mean, it was, yeah, it was yeah, I thought, yeah, it was it was rough, and uh, God, it was it was just rough. The, okay, here, here's how. I, I, Oh yeah, it sucked. It, it, and, and here's how great uh, Bill here. Carrie's of course doing the like. Oh, I'm gonna try to untie his mask, and I always feel like baby faces are so dumb. Why did he fucking do that? What's the fucking? It's who cares, you know? Um, and Bill basically goes, hmm. He basically points out how that's dumb. So like, well, that, that sort of thing doesn't really seem like the best choice of a attack by young Von Eric, you know? Probably might uh, just. Uh, yeah, he basically points out how dumb of a move it is. And that, ugh, this move sucks. I'm, I mean, this match sucks. <laughs> Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, pro wrestling announcer Kevin Kelly here. I want to make sure you are all subscribed to all the great feeds here at Place to Be Nation. It's really easy to do. Just head to iTunes or your preferred podcatcher app today and search and subscribe to the Place to Be Nation wrestling feed, which, of course, includes the full archives of The Kevin Kelly Show, the Place to Be Nation pod feed, and the Pro Wrestling Only feed. Subscribe, listen, and then rate us and leave feedback today. And be sure to give Justin your true thoughts. I mean, don't hold back. After all, he is kind of a jerk. Just listen to Scott. Place Nation's JT Rosero and Chad Campbell here. We want to let you know that we have a ton of great podcasts available to you on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and PlaceVidation.com. We offer them to you on two great feeds. On the Place Nation Wrestling feed, we bring you the Mothership, the Place to Be podcast, along with Main Event, Survey Says, The Monday Night Wars, and our monthly pay-per-view reaction show, as well as Jeff Learns Wrestling. In addition to these full-length shows, we also deliver special network podcasts and pod blasts on topics old and new. Over on the Pro Wrestling Only feed, we dive deep inside the wrestling business with a stacked army of experts leading the way. The feed features potpourri shows such as This Week in Wrestling, Greetings from Allentown, Match of the Week podcasts, and the Military Industrial Suplex. We also have shows that focus intently on certain topics like Through the Years, World Cast, Strong Style History, Strong Style Story, and Mount Olympus. Plus, the feed has the full archives of legendary shows like Titans of Wrestling, Where the Big Boys Play, Letters from Center Stage, and Letters from Kayfabe, plus much more. And on our very popular Place to Be Nation Pop podcast feed, we offer such great shows as Talkin' Pop, the Glenn Butler Podcast Hour Spectacular, NBA Team, PTBM Play, Sunday Groove, Breaking Balls, and Lucha Undead. As well as a vertical podcast heaven for comics fans. With the hard-traveling fanboys, Sellers Points, Todd Weber's Conversations, Geek and Sassy, and Marvel Age Podcasts. You can find all of these current shows, plus archives of our past podcasts, including the Kevin Kelly Show, as well by subscribing to both feeds on iTunes. And while there, be sure to rate and leave feedback today. 
All these shows, plus others, available at PlaySpation.com, where we cover pro wrestling, sports, movies, comics, plus in-depth stretch projects, and more. Be sure to support our site by using PlaySpation.com backslash Amazon when doing your online shopping, and download our free PTB Vintage Vault Refresh eBooks via the links on our site. We also want to thank our friends at Boneheads, Wing Bar in West Warwick, Rhode Island, and Fall River, Massachusetts, and the History of Wrestling.com. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr as well. PlaySpation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. And then, yeah, and then, they, then uh, and then we get a checkmate with Bugsy McGraw. Oh I'm no! Warning oh. everybody. Uh, oh no, Pete! Pete, no. What? What we get is before they said the proof is coming up next, and then they get to him here and they say, uh, "Sorry." It's uh, we, Gary Hart refuses to go into the studio. Oh yeah, okay. but we're gonna do it next. It's the cheapest, most fritz way to go. We're gonna have him watch this whole show. Yeah, yes, you're right. They made and switched us to make sure that's uh-huh. the last segment. Yep. yep. Then we have Checkmate versus Bugsy McGraw. I've been warning everybody on this ever since Checkmate <laughs> showed up about this match coming up. Now we get to see it. Kelly, did it live up to your expectations? Uh, oh, okay. So this was a match that uh, you were warning us about? Because oh, yeah. Things? Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it, it pretty much sucked. Um, like, why I, would you book fucking Checkmate versus Bugsy McGraw? Oh, yeah, now I remember. The Checkmate is wearing a tiger mask-inspired mm-hmm. mask. No, a cat mask, as Bill said. Yeah, it. but it's, exa- it's pretty much identical tiger to mask, tiger masks. Yeah. Uh, well, right. But our announcers are, you know, they're clueless. So I'm they, surprised uh, that Saldi didn't dressing up as a cat. I thought Saldi would have caught that one, um, but no. But it was it's it's Tiger Mask. It, he, he maybe got in Japan or something. I don't know. <laughs> so you really think about it, Tiger Mask was just breaking in around this time. It, well, no. Well, he'd been in New York earlier in 1982, so he. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, he just yeah. started. I mean. I think he his popularity was peaking in 80, 82, yeah, 83. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. I'll tell you. Well, hold on. I'll talk about it. I'll tell you who loves that mask, Bill Mercer, because he's like, well, I was backstage, you know, earlier, and I saw the checkmate, and I said, hey, that's a beautiful mask. And where'd you get? And then he comes up with this explanation that makes no sense. It goes <laughs> all over the place. Doesn't make. A lick of sense and ends on something about the Isle of Wight and these tailless cats that are very <laughs> valuable. Wow. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? He's wearing a. I, I knew it was tiger mask. He's wearing a tiger mask. Mask and this. Am I tripping? Oh, yeah. It's the territory is getting weirder and weirder here. Um, yeah, and checkmate just can't decide on a mask. He's just. <laughs> Pick one, buddy. Um, uh, Bugsy's uh, get up is pretty ridiculous as well, <laughs> but whatever. Um, yeah, this was a total styles clash because you have Bugsy who usually does comedy against a technical, you know, wizard or whatever you want to call the checkmate. Um, yeah, double count out on the apron. Fucking horrible way to end the match, and um, yeah, yeah, not not a very good match. Yeah, that's your main event. What uh, <laughs> what, what about you, John? What do you think here? Uh, well, th- th- just the constant go b- going back to that stupid fucking armadillo spot. Just 
Bugsy. Except remember, I'm always saying this. Ah, just kick him in the head. Just kick him in the head. Bugsy does kick him in the head, and he you knows sells it. I'm just like, this sucks. This sucks. And he's trying to maybe I'll, he does the comedy part first. I'll do it like he did. But in this, we see now Checkmate has added the new twist to his great fucking move. He does these rolls out of it and rolls around the ring. Yeah. And ugh. and at some point, Bill is, is describing Bugsy trying to beat up, beat him up when he's in that dumb move. And he's like, look at Bugsy molest that man curled up like an armadillo. I was like, well, those are words that have never been said before. Yeah, ever. Well, see, now he has teasing bestiality here. Oh boy! You know, he calls the. Oh, then he gets witty. He he call, he Jay. This is not Jay. Not Jay. Jay's being perfectly fine. Bill c- calls the a headbutt that uh, Checkmate does. No, oh, it's a cat butt. I'm like, oh, this sucks. Oh, awful. It was horrible, and I, you know, I'm I've been questioning now. You know, Gary Hart always had the reputation of being a damn good booker. I'm I'm not really yeah. seeing it uh, in this '82 stuff, and he gets a lot of credit for being the guy, the spirit guy who set up the angle for yeah. the Freebirds turn. A blind man can set this angle up at this point. I mean, uh, you bring in these charismatic. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it matters who your fucking Booker is uh, was going to get the Freebirds over. Uh, that any angle, that angle was, was, was self-made. I don't. Uh, right. I'm not. Uh, I'm not seeing this great Booker. What about you, uh, Kelly? Um, I think he's good at the big picture stuff, like yeah. Gary and Flair, and then of course the Freebirds heel turn. But other than that, he I don't think he gives a shit about the mid. I think he's terrible at picking talent. Yeah. yeah. Well, at this at this point, people, guys, and this might have worked fine in the '70s, right. but these guys are, you know. Killer Tim Brooks. Uh, yeah. Ow, ow, I'm a drill. Uh, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I get it. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. This territory is still dead, and what's he got to work with? Yeah. He's got, he's got to work with what he's got to work with yeah. at this point with the undercard, because as we see, whether you know, as soon as it gets hot. You know, all these these people are gone, and new people for the most part are all there who are pretty darn good, and so you know, you, you only go so far with what you got to work with. Yeah, they they couldn't attract many big names to the territory, so yeah, he was he was kind of handicapped in that. Uh, yeah, that. I mean that's fair, that's fair, and I mean he went to his old reliable guys. I mean, right. obviously, yeah. you know, Kabuki was one of his guys, and it's just it's just the the week to week TV has has been in the toilet for months now. It's yeah, like matches have just been shit. Um, all the draws, all the countouts, all the just non finishes and reruns, rematches that we didn't want to see. And, and, and it doesn't seem like the brothers have been there all that much yeah. together for for a show that is. Ahead of its time on the technical uh, side yeah. of putting on a wrestling TV show, they're way behind on putting on a a good wrestling TV show. It looks yeah. great compared yeah. to yeah. everything else, but it's the not music good is TV. incredible. Um, yeah. The themes are incredible. Um, media very mediocre to poor announcing. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, mostly poor. poor. At least you see, at least the, the Bill Mercer sounds professional. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, Which is. makes it even funnier when he... It makes it even funnier when he says stupid shit. So right. it's, it's a good thing to know that I, mean, I was thinking, I was like, when Jay Saldi's gone, like, all I ever talk about is the fucking announcing. Bill Mercer, he's just dull and doesn't say anything. Oh, no, he'll be fine. <laughs> it's good. Ugh. All right. Um, let's move into the big angle. <laughs> we have Fritz and Gary Hart in this segment. Johnny, take it away, man. Uh, That's the reveal. It's the reveal. So yeah, they're in the studio uh, on location, mind you, uh, with earpieces in. They're at the uh, World Class Re- Re- Championship Wrestling Studios. I'm like, what? The backstage of the Sportatorium? What, what are you doing? What, what are you doing? And can you hear me, Gary? Yes, I can hear you, Bill. Uh, Prince, can, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Uh, I, I can hear you. I can hear you, Bill. And it's the reveal, and Hart doesn't want to get near Fritz. And uh, he's like, I'm not getting any closer to him. And, and Fritz grabs him and pulls him over. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to hurt you. And uh, <laughs> he shows him what they say, because I couldn't see. I was watching on my phone. It just looked like a blank piece of paper to me. But they say he shows it to him, sort of. And it's a, a Xerox check. Uh, made out to Gary Hart from Ric Flair. Uh, mind you, R-I-C-K Flair. And <laughs> yeah. I am wondering, I was like, is that... I I can't remember. I really hope when they have... When Fritz and uh, Flair yell at each other in a couple episodes, uh, Ric Flair said that. He's like, that wasn't me. I don't spell my name with a K. Everyone knows that. <laughs> I, I, you know for a fact that doesn't happen. Uh, they missed... <laughs> Missed opportunity right there. Uh, I'm like, it's a phony check because they're going into storytelling mode. Because Gary Hart, because then he says, you know who gave me this? This Xerox copy of uh, this check uh, made out to Gary Hart. And And they filled out the memo part. They filled out the memo part for Bounty. Did it say that? Oh, my God. I don't don't think it said fuck. Services rendered, I believe it was. Oh, services rendered. Services. Like, you know, like I used to put, you know, you put on, you know, you know, rent. Got to keep it straight. Yeah, got everyone so, to know what it was. Oh, so man. then he says it was King Kong Bundy who gave it to him. And I'm like, they are trying structured storytelling because one thing I was yelling about, like this Bundy on strike angle is stupid. It doesn't make any sense. And it's King Kong Bundy. And all, I didn't know anything else at this point, but I just know, ah, he's pissed off at Gary Hart. So he said, fuck Gary Hart and gave Fritz a bit of information. I'm like, well, oh, they brought that angle into this or was that planned? You know, speaking of the booking, who knows? But the, the, the point of it is, they say, so, well, Kerry, get his rematch. He is definitely going to get his rematch, and it's going to probably be in Texas. Probably be in Texas? What the fuck are you talking about? Of course it's going <laughs> to what, what the fuck are you talking about? And, and then we get Jay at the end. Jay, who's suddenly turning into 
<laughs> I don't know what's going on. Someone turned on Jay's brain, and he says, well, you know, once we hear Ric Flair's side of the story, we can really put together the truth of what might happen here. And I'm like, good. You just teased, yes. What the fuck happened? <laughs> Bill's gone crazy, and Jay's good. And they fade the fade to commercial after that is the check. It's the fucking check. <laughs> I I loved this. I don't care how dumb it was. I loved it. You don't know. I, I I can agree with it. I mean, it's a fun angle. It. Uh, I mean, but but bottom line is they have no faith in Carrie to carry it. That's why Fritz is uh, oh, well, doing it. Yeah. One, uh, two. How the fuck does King Kong Bundy get a copy of the check? We know. Well, we find that out later. Yeah, we do. Oh, yeah. Find that out later. All right, Kelly. What were you? What do you think of everything? Uh, I just, you know, how do you botch the spelling of Ric Flair? <laughs> it's you know you had a shitty um, wrestling magazine when they spelled it wrong. Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, that was the one detail you need to get right. Then, then I'll say Clash uh, 1989 in the Clash of Champions. Oh boy! Yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean that happens, but yeah. But this, I mean, you're trying to convince fans, like some pretty hardcore fans too, that would know. Of course, it's R I C, not R I C K. Yeah. And yeah, here you go. You, you botched the the name. Um, it reminded me of that old Seinfeld episode where uh, George bought, or he thought he was buying John Voight's car. John Voight's car. <laughs> but it was J O H N, not J O N. Then yeah. Jerry's like, sometimes I spell Jerry with a, a G <laughs> and with an I. Sometimes I spell Rick Flair with a K. Um, yeah. Anyway, and then of course. So Fritz pays uh, Bundy $5,000 to get the check. Yeah, what a hero you are, Fritz, um, having to uh, go, you know, dirty your hands. But, I mean, yes. Go, go uh, to well, there's more to... enemy who uh, was in your retirement match, too. Uh... Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, oh, oh, hold on, hold on, because that's this is all revealed in the, the is what we're being promised at the end of this episode, before you guys spoil it, spoilers for next episode, Bundy's being interviewed by Bill Mercer at the end, and he's like, King Kong Bundy, we don't have enough time to hear. Oh, yeah, he said Bundy gave to, but did he say the 5,000? He didn't yet. I think he did, because I have a note here. that. It, it, uh, oh, maybe he did. I yeah, thought yeah, he yeah. didn't reveal that. I thought he just said he did it. Okay. Yeah. But well, either way, they get to Bundy, and like, will you explain why we don't have time right now? But will you explain why? And Bundy almost seems surprised by that. And he goes, don't have time? Not, okay. And he goes, well, you know, Gary Hart, I still want to get at Kabuki. And cuts a quick uh, promo on Kabuki and then good night. So that's to get you to watch next week. Because he's going to tell you how and why. Right. And Fritz, Fritz was a heel for a long time. He was a Nazi. So, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, it's, it's not surprising that he would... Uh, you know, use this kind of tactic to uh, to get what he needed. Ruthless Fritz. Yeah. Well, that's another episode of uh, Worldcast. You know, it was a uh, it was very anticlimactic. You know, except for the Terry Gordy rope running and then the big angle. Um, what are your thoughts, Kelly? Well, that first match was really good. And the really ending, good. Well, compared, I'm I'm grading. <laughs> Uh, yeah, on, on the on the bell curve, maybe on the, curve. On the really good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was good. The, the big bell. 
it was it was at least good, and the ending was at least hilarious with you know all the goofiness. But the middle of the show was just horrible. Those yeah. matches that was just embarrassing. Those I think it was three matches in a row were all just duds. Yeah, thank God it only goes forty five minutes. Um, what about you, John? What are your final thoughts, man? Well, it, this led into the way I was watching this, and then uh, since you've already peeled the curtain back, the next show you're going to hear, uh, where I had my earbuds in and watch it on my phone, and there's a lot of, uh, there was a thunderstorm, huge thunderstorm here, and I was taking care of the dogs and calming them down, just listening and looking over, and then I do more and more of that all throughout this, because <laughs> it's like, this looks, this sounds important. Okay, because when I look up and watch some of those matches on this show, I'll be like, ugh, fuck this. That's why I did look like the first one. The first one, I'm like, oh, hey, it's Freebirds, Deucet, mm-hmm. Brooks, that's fine, you know? It, not, not bad. And then everything else is like, ugh, ugh. Well, that's that. Um, Kelly, anything you want to talk about, plug? Anything going on here in your, uh, you need to talk, need to let the listeners know about? Yeah, well, um, you and I, Pete, did a show at Olympus last week on Holy Grail wrestling footage. Yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of interesting takes, talk. Yeah, we talked about everything under the sun, basically, all the old territories, um, Memphis, Florida, Georgia, the Carolinas, Mid-South, New York, of course, Canada, had to get into a few uh, Canadian territories, and uh, yeah, we had a great time, so everyone should uh, check that one out. Agreed. Totally agree. What about you, John? Anything you need to let the let the listeners know about? Uh, no, just uh, uh, plug uh, your guys' show. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but I'm going to correct that mistake because I wanted to really hear that. Which is a comment. I don't listen to any wrestling podcast. <laughs> Not done by wrestlers. So <laughs> I'm sure. But I know this will be good. So that's just me. But because there's so many. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, you can you know, follow me at Titans O Wrestling. Um, you can also check me out when I talk more about current wrestling on this week in wrestling, Indies International. And of course, we drop this show every Wednesday, Worldcast Wednesday. Keep on watching the wrestling, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Catch you later. <laughs> oh, boy. I think Tim Brooks was the ugly in uh, the ugly. <laughs> yeah. Dude, okay, I, I forgot to mention it doesn't fucking matter because we were flowing. But when I saw Michael Hayes bite Tim Brooks, I went, oh, oh, yeah, he's so dirty. I, uh, I almost, I, I want a gag, a gag. My heart aches and troubles are just. Up and gone the moment that you come in view, and with your hand in mine, dear, I could dance on and on, and I could waltz across Texas with you, waltz across Texas with you. Texas with you Like a storybook ending I'm lost in your charms
And I could waltz across Texas with you.